Yeah, good morning to you, Chris. Morning. Marlo, how are you? Very well, almost mate. Gorgeous. I like the new intro. Almost, I almost called you Stanley. Oh, uh, look, I, I would have been really thrilled had you done that to be compared to such a wonderful person and broadcaster. That would have uh, that would have been fine with me, mate, to be honest. You reckon he's had, he's had his first beer on the plane yet? <laughs> Not sure. Hopefully he'll um, give us an update throughout the trip. Uh, we'll no doubt touch base with the guys when Big Sports Breakfast finishes and this show commences. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting all the goss, mate. Um, it's it's fantastic up there. I did it in 2017, Hong Kong, did the whole week, and it's a lot of fun. If you love your racing, it's uh, it's right up there. Yeah, Disneyland for grown-ups, isn't it, this week? Absolutely, mate. Uh, Wednesday night, which is tomorrow, of course, the International Jockeys Challenge at uh, Happy Valley. Zach Purton, he'll be uh, taking on J-Mac. That'll be great theatre. Yeah, it will be, won't it? And uh, uh, the jockeys from all around the world, I think Holly Doyle's riding, Tommy Marquand and Rachel King um, representing Australia. So um, it's, um, it's, it's always a good night. It's probably probably the best night of, uh, of, uh, of the tour, really, because you can really enjoy yourself there. We'll, Without the um, internationals things, and as you know, Happy Valley it's a it's an amphitheatre of racing. Oh, it's amazing! What about J Max Week? He'll ride tomorrow, and then he'll be over to Perth. I know it's I'm not sure how long the flight is, but uh, Western Australia's it's a lot shorter. It's a lot yeah. shorter. I think it's a six. I think it's six rather than eight. Yeah, you're right. It's a lot so, more accessible than the East Coast. Yes, but he gets goes on Zaki at yeah. Zaki at six to four. Mm. And then um, goes from there. Back up to back over. Yeah, back up to Hong Kong for the Sunday meeting, which is the the big day with all the big group ones. Look, Zaki on him on him. Um, it'd be great to see the old horse win again, and he's been close all preparation around the mark in Cox Plates, not beaten all that far. And I'm tipping he's freshened up pretty well over there, going to the beach and enjoying life. Yeah, I think. Um, and I don't think the Perth horses are as strong as the past years. Like I, th- I think we saw that last week with overpass he was he was just a class above him wasn't he and yeah. i think zaki zaki's much in the same same realm so if he can um if he can bring his a grade game and j mac just hits him on the speed he'll be very hard to beat around Bascot one he will be mate uh back we go to hong kong hkir west wind blows romantic warrior you've got some comments on those horses yeah they're they're our they're they're our interesting horses aren't they they come over here around good races over here West Wind blows, of course, uh, second in the Caulfield Cup, Cup, which looks outstanding form. Uh, probably didn't um, race up to expectations. A lot of punters' expectations. I, I thought it was a bit overplayed in that um, 2,000 metre race at uh, the McKinnon or Champions Champion Stakes, as it's now known. Yeah. Um, but gets up there. I think 2,400 is much more up its alley, and I think it'll be very hard to beat in that race. Um, I know the Japanese will be hard to beat. They're always really good in that race, but. Um, I think at the eight dollar mark, it, it, it might be a good bet. bet. Uh, notice that they decided to get out of Werribee as soon as they could and get over over to um, Hong Kong and and acclimatise the horse. So, you know, that's a, that's a um, that's a good um, good uh, good moment, I think. Absolutely, it is, mate. Uh, look forward to that at the weekend. The Ingham is mm-hmm. also on us on at the weekend on our shores. Uh, Two million dollar race detonated Jack four dollars Osipenko. At eight dollars, Rustic Steel eleven. Do you think he was disappointing at the weekend, Rustic Steel? I personally 
am happy to stick with him. I just think he's got the timing and he just presents into this race nicely fourth up on the backup, whereas a lot of these, uh, they have been up and had long preparations. Yeah, I was happy with him. But would you put him in the same class as Debnader Jack and Nozapenko? It's hard to say, really. I mean, probably not is my first thought, but he'll he'll... What sort of weight allowance will he get on these horses, or is it a, a set weight? No, you'll get a you'll get a bit of weight, but I, I just think think Austin Penko is probably a Group Two horse, and this is his race. I, I just look at it, I think he'll be closer to Detonator Jack in the weights than he was in, at Kembla, mm. and you know I, I think that should probably be closer in the betting. I, I think he'll run a really good race, Austin Penko. Um, he he you got to remember his last preparation. He, he finished in a frack pack of plate and ran, ran um, won that pretty easily. So I think that's the that's the um, way we you've got to look at it. And I think eight dollars is a good spoil. Mm. That's also Penko. Um, he ran in the gong, of course, behind Detonator Jack, who was dominant. And the thing with Jack is that was his uh, the blinkers went on for the first time in that race, and it really looked like it had a significant effect on his performance. He really sparked up. I just wonder. Was that the spike in his form with that shock of the blinkers first time, and he's open to a little bit of regression? If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I thought he had he he got the perfect ride from Jason Collett too, where Ozapenko was sort of was never going to get near him once he sprinted. He, he put the gap on him and made enough 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 of a gap there. So we'll see on the weekend. But Ozapenko eight dollars. I, I think it, I think it's the way I'll be playing at the moment. Here's the figures out of the gong. Um, it was a true pace. It went two lengths above benchmark to the 800 metres. And it detonated... How, how, much, how much between them at the 800? Uh, uh, between which horses? Ozopenko and Detonator Jack. Let's have a look. So at the 800, Ozopenko was three off the lead. Or he was travelling, sorry. Uh, yeah. Three lengths below average to the 800 metres. And Detonator Jack was travelling 1.7. So if I do some quick maths, it was about... 1.3, one and a half lengths, yeah. Yeah, One and a half lengths or so between them at the 800 metre mark. So I guess that had... The barriers had a little bit to do with that, didn't they? We know that Ossipenko was drawn that bit wide. He rode him him really positively, didn't he? So I think think if it draws a barrier, you you might be seeing equal favourites come come, um, Mm. later in the week. That was a real testing race, though. That gong. I mean, it was yeah. it was high pressure. So I they think... run a lot. They run along, didn't they? And, and they did. But but yeah, I was standing next to Chad Schofield at the six hundred. He said Collett's got. Mm. So you know, they, standing next to a jockey, who says at the six hundred, he's watching the race and just goes Collett's got it. You know, that shows you how good a ride it was. Absolutely. On uh, Rustic Steel, he ran at the weekend in that in that Group Three. They went fast. Uh, in that festival stakes, uh, four lengths above benchmark to the 800, and that was fierce and the the winner leading. So he's done a really good job to to hang on. Um, he did get a little bit of a breather between the 800 and the 400. But Rustic Steel, his his sectionals, he ran the 22nd best last 200, 11.74. He ran the 17th best last 400 of the day, 22.98. I, I just think that's a beautiful foundation for him now to really yeah, I, peak. I, I agree, but I'd, I'd rather be going most of Pinko at eight dollars than. Uh, that's the Ingham Inter Dominion heats tonight. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, you know it's a, it doesn't find the best horse off in the, in the middle of it. It finds the toughest. Um, we've got Leap to Fame and um, Swayze, the two half brothers, going around and better Eclipse. There's, a, there's plenty of short price favourites, but it's always good watching this the series because you can actually um, 
do a bit of form. It's a really good, if you want to learn how to do form, watching the end of the series is one of the best ways to learn because you, you get three runs to assess everything and then you, you've got to pick the winner come the final. So um, I think a lot of people will be turning to the, the, the end of the minion tonight. And interestingly, Saturday week, they've got the final and they're going to have it at 6.30. So playing into that Western Australian time slot. How good is that, mate? Um, have you got any early thoughts on the series? Oh, Leaps of Fame's probably the best horse, the best horses. It's just it'll come down the barrier draws in the final, I think. So that'll yeah. be that'll be that. And what track will the final be run at? Albion Park. Albion Park. Full at Albion Park. So you know, it's been it's a, it's always a great series to watch, and it's lost a bit of its luster over time. But I, I grew up watching trots when I was a young fella, and you know, you learn a lot about punting and how and and how speed affects it by by watching the trots. A lot of people. People who are very good judges learn to Harold Park on standing starts and things like that. So um, it's it's a great way to if you if you're trying to learn a bit about pace and race position, it's it's a, trots, trotting's a lot a lot more about that than racing. How is the punt, mate? Autumn Carnival, um, you're in the fetal position, but you've bounced back, haven't you? Yeah, bounced back. Hopefully, Zaki gets the job done on a good price on the weekend. So we'll be. We'll be cheering it to get the Christmas presents. You're a mad all-in punter, aren't you? You just loves it. You just love it. Well, you got to find value. You got to find value somehow <laughs> these days. Luke is very hard. <laughs> Bill's text the show. Good morning to you, Bill. Hi, Luke. For Chris, Private Eye got back into the stables yesterday. So there you go, mate. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Joe must be almost home then if he's back in the stable. <laughs> We're going to chat to Joe later. He is back. Uh, I assume he's back. Uh, so Joe will be on the show before ten o'clock um, local time here in Sydney, which will be uh, which will be great to catch up with him. Oh, yeah, but you just love gonna... to hear what he had, had thinks of Equinox flight. Oh, imagine seeing him in the flesh. He's retired too, Equinox, isn't he now? Yeah. yeah. So Joe was there for the Japan Cup. So yeah, you awesome. can ask him what it was like. I will do that, mate. You have a great day. See you, mate.